Hello, it is Thursday, March 11th. Raining like a son of a bitch here in Indiana. Yeah, cats and dogs. It's coming down. Don't think the hard stuff's going to come for quite some time. What movie is that from? I don't know. Me neither, but people say it all the time. Uh-huh. It is from a movie. If you know that movie, go ahead and tweet that to us. Hashtag, this is that movie. Yeah. Hashtag, this is that movie, Pat. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, this is that movie, Pat. I assume we won't be able to give it to the first person that puts it in there because schedules, we'd be rolling it out in there, though. But if you know what movie that loosely worded quote comes from, mm-hmm. you know, the reference point, hashtag, this is that movie, Pat. Potentially win $1,000. There we go. Boom. We pre- Steaks. We appreciate you listening. You know, there's a lot of other things that you can allow to penetrate your ear hole. The fact you allow us to do so, I am so grateful for. We will do giveaways till the end of time because anything we can share and give back to you is something that is just definitely worth doing. I can't thank you enough. If you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened and fuck off. Let's get to it. <laughs> We are right in the middle of a time where the vocal cords are still embattled with whatever's going on, but also it is still Masker Week. Yeah, yeah, more of that, a lot of that yesterday, more of that today. Uh, we knew that this week was going to be bad. Diana Rossini tweeted last week that her conversation with one NFL executive or head coach, he described this week as being a massacre. $182.5 million salary cap, that drops $15.5 million from last year's salary cap. All these contracts were set up for the salary cap to go up. Uncle COVID comes through, and now all these super smart mathematicians and scientists are putting things together to figure out how they can put a team on the field next year while being under the salary cap. Guys started getting cut. Early it was Kyle Van Noy, mm-hmm. then Thomas Morstead. Yesterday, Malcolm Butler got there. Two days, Malcolm Butler got the news. Yesterday, a lot of guys got cut. And today, four more names have oh, been added. Oh, no. Riley Reef, gone. Minnesota Vikings have released tackle Riley Reef. He has a C on his chest in the photo that we're using for the graphic. The captain of the Minnesota Vikings Whoa. offensive tackle, Riley Reef. Welcome to the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yeah. Joking, I'm joking. Congrats. It stinks that he got cut. Don't like this. Not great. But these are going to continue. Janoris Jenkins down at the New Orleans Saints. He's been released saving $7 million in cap space, or cap space for the New Orleans Saints who were in a cap-strapped position oh. since day one. Oh, yeah. And they still are, by the way. They've cut Quan Alexander. They've cut Thomas Morstead. They've cut now Janoris Jenkins. Jo- oh, what's that? Who else, Foxy? Emmanuel. Emmanuel oh, yeah. Sanders <laughs> yesterday. Now is Drew Brees still going to be their quarterback? Nobody knows what's going to happen. He renegotiated his contract to save them $24 million during the season. But if he comes back, is, is that $1 million is going to save him? They have a lot of moves still to be made. Janoris Jenkins is now a free agent. And the Kansas City Chiefs have got into the game. Now, we all wondered how the Kansas City Chiefs were going to be able to sign everybody on their team, everybody on their team, to a long-term deal. 
Patrick Mahomes, you get a half a billion. Travis Kelsey, here's another hundred million. Tyreek Hill's locked in for another three, four years. Defensive side of the ball, they got the honey badger locked in. It is very, very interesting how they were able to manipulate the salary cap to build this super team that has been to back-to-back Super Bowls, obviously didn't win this past one. And a lot of people are saying the reason why they might not have won this last one is because Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. Now, granted, there was two touchdown passes that were dropped, but the protection of Patrick Mahomes was something that we had never seen before. Running for his life, scrambling, taking big shots, throwing accurate passes. And I think what had happened was the Kansas City Chiefs realized after signing everybody to the deals that they signed, with the salary cap happening, and seeing that Patrick Mahomes can just run around as if it's seven on seven with a defensive line and no offensive line and make accurate passes and potentially win Super Bowls, they said, fuck it, get rid of them. Two <laughs> offensive linemen have been released from the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitchell Schwartz, Eric Fisher, I almost said Schiffer, gone. Both tackles. Oh, no. Don't need them. Don't need them. Do you see what Patty was doing with no uh, protection in the Super Bowl? He's unbelievable. Now, Kansas City Chiefs fans are overreacting a little bit. Kansas City Chiefs, no, some Kansas City Chiefs fans, not all Kansas City Chiefs fans, but some Kansas City Chiefs fans are saying, oh no, we suck again. Oh no, we are not going to be the team that we have been for the last couple of years because protection does matter. I agree, but let's have a little bit of faith that Andy Reid and old Patrick Mahomes will be able to figure this out. They're going to have to bulk up that offensive line. They get the Canadian doctor back from mm-hmm. saving the world. Ooh. They're going to have to do some things, but that is quite a shot. Some big time offensive linemen are now available for other people to sign. Norris Jenkins is out there. A lot of great players are going to be released from their teams. This is potentially the seismic shift that the Arizona Cardinals owner was referring to when he was talking about this massacre week that we are currently entrenched in. At COVID Cow or no, at Tone Diggs, the COVID Cowboy. Um, a lot of teams are going to look very different, including the Pittsburgh Steelers, who allegedly have a player who voted. Uh, that he's not going to be returning to the team that he potentially could be. And that's Juju Smith-Schuster. The Steelers are in quite an interesting position right now. They don't have a lot of money. They had to renegotiate quarterback's contract. He comes back. They got a lot of players going out. Not going to be able to bring a lot of players in. It's an interesting time. This Juju Smith-Schuster vote, though, uh, which was reported by Sports Illustrated. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is Sports Illustrated, SI. All right. One of their content worker or, or creators, Caitlin O'Toole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Irish lady. Yep. She okay. ran a poll in her Instagram story. We did a little research that said, will Juju stay in Pittsburgh? There was a lot of votes. 11% said, I hope so. 89% said that's a negative. And this report is reported. <laughs> That Juju voted no. Whoa. He will not be back in Pittsburgh next year. Now, kind of fucked up if Juju voted on this and they screenshot and sent out there, which is it does appear as that's what happened. (laughs) Juju had to have known that this was probably going to happen. But if Juju said that's a negative, does that mean the conversations that are happening behind the scenes are non-existent? Does that mean, although they're both saying we want to do this, really what's actually happening is they don't want to do this anymore? Diggs is a Steelers fan. This has got to be a heartbreaker knowing that Juju might not be a Stealer next year. He doesn't even think so. Heartbreaking? No. No, not at all. Um, We all know that Juju wants to go. Whoa, dude. We all know that Juju wants to go to, 
you know, probably middle tier to lower tier franchise that where the fans don't care as much about football. Jesus. And they're not going to criticize him for this dancing guy, on the middle. Dicks. Bro, he's a good football player. In the middle of the cans, <laughs> what, what, what down you? 20. Oh, and they're not going to care about him riling up the other team pregame for dancing on the fucking logo. Jeez. Yeah, I agree. And we all know that's where Juju wants to be, but but no. He's toying with the fans through the media saying, no, I want to be back with the Steelers. But then he's dressing as a Dolphins player on his on his On his Fortnite? On his Fortnite. I didn't know that, I didn't know that was Mark happening. 17th wow. set me free. Bro, oh. and on Fortnite he can do the full yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he can do the full juju. Real life. I mean Dang. this guy. He gets a chance to see. This is like when you're buying a house, you know? You ever watch um uh Chip? And Joanna Gaines Diner, yeah, of course, right. down there mm-hmm. yeah. in uh, Baylor, Texas. Waco, yeah. Waco, Magnolia. down there in Waco. Yeah, Magnolia Farms. They have this 3D printout of what your house is going to look like, and you, you know, before you even see it. Juju gets a chance to see what he would look like in these uniforms, actually doing athletic yeah. things. I mean, this is a thing where if Juju gets a chance to see what he looks like in these uniforms, go ahead and let the guy do it. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't care about the steel workers. He doesn't care about the blue-collar people. Of Pittsburgh, Tony. Why, 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 oh, why are you Tony. saying that? Because I don't know if that's necessarily accurate. Anyhow. I think it is. No, Juju. I think he did a lot for the community of Pittsburgh. Did he not? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. Because homeless people you know, food, his yeah. image and stuff like that. But he's a good guy. Yeah. I've never said I'm he's a bad guy. Ah, well, Tony. Oh, doesn't sound like so doesn't when it comes to football. Bad. You know what everybody on the internet's going to say? Oh, here we go with this COVID cowboy oh, trying no. to get relevant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Only eleven percent of the internet's going to say that. Okay, Pat. Oh, the vocal minority. Oh, because the you're, bees. Yeah, because uh, you think that. I would assume that even some juju bees were were betting in voting that he's probably not going to be in Pittsburgh next mm-hmm. year. But they're going to come after you, Diggs. And That's you fine. know that. You wanted that. That's you fine. asked for that. Yeah. Whoever gets Juju is getting a good player that is also building a hell of a business alongside his football abilities. Great second receiver. Now, listen, that might be true. Hey, mm-hmm. might find out that's true. Mm-hmm. But he'll probably end up at a place that might have a, another guy, a nice little tag team, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And was, was Juju set up for success when he was in Pittsburgh? I don't know. Good you know, question. I don't, Good that's question. what we're going to have to ask. What are we doing here? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starting the shit there. At Boston Connor, we gambled heavily on a lot of games that are playing right now. Uh, West Virginia is currently down by three. We are on Jeez. a delay. Uh, West Virginia is playing Oklahoma State in the first round of the Big 12 tourney right now. For those that are wondering, West Virginia was favored by three and then two and a half if you got it live early. And then also Moneyline bet parlay alongside another game happening. Yep. Michigan State with Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of money on the line in this office right now. Yeah. It's going to be hard to keep track of all the cuts and firings and all the conversations we have to have, like what Jerry said and everything uh-huh. like that. It's March, baby. <laughs> it is March. Come hey, on. It is March, March, baby. Let's go. There's games on right now. 11-15 a game. Or 11-30 a game yeah. started. We are in March. College basketball matters all of a sudden to everybody, mm-hmm. especially if you can gamble on it. Let's make a bazillion dollars. Let's make can't a wait. Bazillion dollars. I'm very excited. College basketball season has finally started. Yeah. You know, it's about time. Mm-hmm. And hey, would this be a sports show if we weren't following college basketball during its most vital times? We have to watch these games, or else we're kind of frauds. You Speaking know? of yeah. following along with college basketball, a team that people probably most closely associate with college basketball. Is done. 
What? No. What do you oh, mean? No. For the year. No. Oh, no. Michigan State already lost? No, no, no. People don't necessarily just associate Michigan State with college basketball unless you're from the state of Michigan. <laughs> okay. Duke, done. What? Oh, no. no. That's what they're saying. Coach K? How? Yeah, Coach K, they're saying Coach K. Which, by the way, did he, he needs to. Did voluntarily drop out? No, he tried to at the beginning yeah. of the season, what mm-hmm. you're saying. He did say we shouldn't play anymore. And their team's best player left, and then they started yeah. winning games, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And they were going to get a chance, maybe even making it a big dance. He was going to somehow sneak in the back door for the first. This was going to be a new Duke strategy. Like, hey, we're going to get good late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. started playing football or basketball good. Do you hear his back? Now, Coach K is at the moment very healthy, we hope, but okay. Uncle COVID cracked the oh, no. code. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. yeah. yeah, Duke has a positive COVID oh, test and will not play tonight in the ACC tourney. Oh. Source told Stadium looks like season is over for the Blue Devils. Oh, oh man. No. Yeah, so Duke Blue Devils potentially going to win another national championship this year. Won't be able to do that because oh. COVID came in here. You know real bummer. I mean? It was a walk-on as well. So yeah, oh, oh, no. yeah, that's a what vital player. That's what the reports are saying. Yeah, that's not good. And Coach K, by the way, I I don't know much about Uncle COVID. We need to protect his ass from this whole thing for, for sure. real. Like for like for he real. Might be for vaccinated real. Vaccinated already. I would hope so at this point. But the which, by the way, is that that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Does that mean you're good if you get vaccinated? I mean, I don't know. They're saying if you get vaccinated, you can meet inside hug. with other people if without a mask. You can hug, hug each mean, other. If you look at the denominator and then the denominator of the vaccination, I think you're all right. Okay. Oh, well, double that, denominator. Well, the double D there cannot make its appearance on this show because <laughs> we will get taken into the ground, I think, if we start. <laughs> and we don't know enough about it, but Duke is out officially. But everybody else is in the game now. This is the time of year when schools you've never heard of or playing against other schools you've never heard of you can gamble on them and that school is playing for the opportunity of a lifetime to get into the big dance college basketball is not that riveting all year round unless you're a diehard college basketball fan but the thing that is march madness is absolutely glorious it's a sport captivating a nation from sun up to sundown it's something we're learning about where lives and dreams are coming true while the players get paid nothing everybody else makes a bunch of money oh. But the action is worth it. The stories are amazing. And the moments are things that last forever. We're in March. Yeah, we made it. We made it. West Virginia is still down three. It must have been seven minutes, and we have not scored a single fucking point. That is also a big college basketball trend. (laughs) Just not scoring for a while? Teams uh, starting hot or, you know, whatever. Like, it's very competitive. And then they will not score a field goal for about 10, 12 minutes. West Virginia needs its white to pull up from Yeah, Can can McNeil take a shot, please? This kid needs to start getting hot. Oh, step back. McBride. Oh, Oh, Ah, Filthy! Look out, OK State. That kid was a quarterback in high school. One of the highest uh, recruited quarterbacks in high school, actually. I believe he's very good. They mention it four to five times a game. He's also the point guard for the West Virginia Mountaineers. Speaking of quarterbacks, a quarterback just got broken off in a fashion that we have never seen before Mm -hmm. in the sport of football. $75 million in one year going to a man named Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones, Dak Prescott, Stephen Jones had an absolutely electric press conference yesterday where they had to discuss all the things that happened. Dak talked about how 
happy he was. It was his favorite team. Once he put the star on, he never in a thousand years thought he would be playing anywhere else, which is awesome because it did appear for some time that there was a chance that they were not going to be together long term. Now, they're locked up for at least another four years, $126 million guaranteed, $164 million upside potential in that whole thing, and inevitably, a deal gets done that never really appeared that it would get done, especially with the information that was leaking to the media. When speaking to the media yesterday, Jerry Jones said a statement that has everybody talking. Jerry Jones basically said something along the lines that anything he's ever been a part of that ended up being special, he overpaid for. And he was talking about Dak Prescott. I've overpaid for most special things in my life. That was not his exact quote. This is a headline. And this is what happened to what Jerry Jones actually said, by the way. And I believe what Jerry Jones was referring to, and I didn't listen to the entire thing, but if you read his entire quote, it's pretty obvious he was... referring to the perception of the decisions that he had made in the past where people were saying he overpaid. I guess the Cowboys that people said he overpaid for. I'd assume the oil business he had. I'd assume the stadium that he built out of his own pocket. Everybody told him while he was doing it, you're overpaying it, you're overpaying for this, you're overpaying for this. And what he was referring to was everything that I've ever had at NWO, this stadium's the fucking mecca, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, we got go-go dancers. Everybody said I overpaid for this. The Dallas Cowboys, number one franchise on earth. Everybody said I overpaid for that oil company coming in everybody said i overpaid for it so if you're saying i overpaid for this guy most things that end up pretty good in my life i overpaid for now everybody's saying that jerry said he overpaid for Dak. i don't think that was what jerry meant at all and maybe jerry didn't lay out the perception of overpaying for something uh and he also said something uh to the thing like if i did ever uh overpay for something i'm i'm happy if anyone has ever taken advantage of me financially i'm proud it's the one sitting next to me on the right here Dak. and a lot of people are saying like oh so he is admitting that that took advantage of i don't think he's doing that i think he's talking about the perception everybody has about the deal for instance susan's deal happened and jerry came out and people are saying he was tipping his cap to what the nfl or the tv deal is going to be nick's first thing was like oh spinning the wheels spinning the wheels <laughs> yeah. he just got fucking worked by an agent todd france and dak prescott and i think that is who jerry was referring to whenever he's talking about that whole thing but man the headlines that came out of that it looked like jerry was sitting next to Dak being like, you ain't fucking worth what I just wrote. And that, was not, that was not what it was at all. I think Jerry is pumped that this is over with. He's passed it. And I think he's excited to see what they can do. They still have some money somehow. At Ty Schmidt, your thoughts on Jerry, Big Mike, Dak Prescott, and everything going down, down there in the Big D. Well, yeah, what else did he say? He said that, you know, anytime, hey, listen, anytime I went bargain hunting, you know, I usually get what I'm bargaining for, and that's not up to my standards. So he knew he was going to have to pay for something like this. I mean, I think it's all a bunch of a bullshit, kind of. I, I don't know if J- uh, Dak and Jerry, like, their relationship is really weird to me because it was so public at all times. But, I mean, I think, you know, he's happy with where he's at. I mean, I don't think the Cowboys are going to win a Super Bowl. Whoa! But what are you going to do? Okay, so whenever this deal was done, I immediately asked about, you know, why is our guy passed out? Called on. Was he getting cramps? Come oh, on. Yeah, it looks like oh, it. That's no. our guy. We need him. Anyways, when this deal, he's, he looks dead. Yeah. i get that dumb. guy a liquid death. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when this deal happened, you know, I thought if he didn't get a long term deal or a big deal from the Dallas Cowboys, I thought it was going to be difficult to get that from somebody else because that somebody else has never seen him in a building. They haven't got a chance to feel his leadership. They've seen the film, obviously, but he's coming off of that injury of the ankle that is just like 
disgusting yeah. or whatever. Then the information came out that the Dallas Cowboys were actually a large part of the surgery and the rehab process, which probably makes a lot of sense if they were in the middle of negotiating a $160 million deal. We'd like to see where he's at. Dak Prescott or the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know who it was, it just got in my ear, have released video of Dak working out. So this would be the first time I think we have seen Dak doing things. And by the way, they must be comfortable enough with where he's at that they offer him $75 million next mm -hmm. year. Dak Prescott coming off an insane injury last season. He's lunging. He's sidestepping. He's A-skipping. Here we go. With a band on. A little resistance backpedal. Wow. And karaoke, I believe is what that's called. He looks good. And he still has a lot of time to get better. Okay, so Dak's going to be all the way back. There Shout out go. to Dak. Another player that came back, by the way, after a gruesome injury early and dominated, mm -hmm. Adrian Peterson. Mm -hmm. uh, back in there, remember when he was with Minnesota? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, terrible knee. Went for 2,000-some yards yep. a year after uh -huh. the mm -hmm. He'll be on show today. <laughs> what? Yeah, Bill D going on his life, the NFL Masker Week, and hopefully West Virginia will get a fucking bucket. What's going on, Diggs? And Dak said, I believe Dak said yesterday, like, if I wanted to, I could have came out here and squat jumped up onto this table, but I didn't think you guys were ready for that. He I'm said that? I'm healthy. It's something along those lines. Okay, with the video I just watched, I don't, I don't think he's box jumping up on top yeah. of the table, but I do like the fact that he was willing to do that. You know, like, I, yeah, I like mentally. the fact that he was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm not a doctor either, and I'm not Dak Prescott. If Dak felt like he could do it, he could do it. That video looked like a guy who's in the middle of a great rehab and on his way, which is a lot better than I would be at this particular time after that injury, and a lot better than I, ex I think I expected him to be after an injury. Um, the... Oh, get a fucking one bucket. McNeil White. He got fouled. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah! That thing rattled seven Woo! times and fell. He's got eight. He's heating up, bro. He took it to the basket earlier oh, too. Yeah. He got his shit swatted for shot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Culver, unbelievable basketball player. He seems to be having something going on. We don't have sound on. I hope he's okay. McBride's an absolute stud. Yep. This white, though, mm -hmm. McNeil, mm -hmm. if he gets hot for this West Virginia team, oh, we can really go. Yeah. I put 4000 on um, the Mountaineers oh, winning holy. the national championship. Whoa. I would have won. I'll, I'll win 100000 whenever they do that. <laughs> Let's go. Listen, I need the white to get hot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And now's the time, kid. Okay. Tournament play. All right. Now everything's amplified a little mm -hmm. bit. We need McNeil to start maybe <laughs> separating a little yeah. bit. He got his shit swatted. Huggins pulled him to the bench. So listen, can't be just standing there. What, what are you doing? Next thing, he got silky taped yeah, uh -huh. to the rack. Drives to the cup. Let's go. It's mm -hmm. his next three. Let's go. McNeil is. McNeil has to play really well. McBride is our guy, though. Mm -hmm. He is. And Culver, what is going on? Get, get the him. guy a fucking. Get can we get him pickle some, juice? Yeah. An IV, maybe. Can we get him yeah. an IV in this thing? Come on, banana, maybe. For those that are wondering, we're watching the West Virginia game, which is on ESPN right now. Uh, it's the Big 12 championship quarterfinal against Oklahoma State. I uh, do not know where they're playing. Dallas? No idea. No, they have masks on. It's not Dallas. Mm -mm. How about Rangers just being like 40,000? Yeah, Come on in. Fuck it. Let's yeah. go. Opening day is going to be rocking. Hey, that's going to tell a lot to the rest of the country, I think, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I, think Western, uh, I think Indiana would be open, by the way. If it wasn't for everybody coming, like the potential of everybody coming to town, Kansas sure. City, They're in Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas okay, City, yep. okay. Ugh. McBride just took one to the rack. <laughs> He's already got fourteen. Let's go. Oh, here we oh, go, man. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh! Let's go. See you in the second half. Yeah. I'm sorry, this show probably stinks for a lot of people that aren't watching, <laughs> but West Virginia is fucking balling right now. <laughs>
Need to keep it going, boys, huh? Right, here we go. Let's stay to West Virginia, Miles. Here we go. Stay hot. All right, let's stay go, hot. boys. There might be a few couple racks on you boys here in the office, but that ain't what it's about. It's about the team. Miles McBride's a stud. All right, we got a uh, guest joining us here in a, in a few minutes, I guess. Uh, there's other NFL news happening. Matt Rule says Teddy is our quarterback. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers head coach, that was formerly at Baylor. I mean, they're vibing right now. This yeah. is yeah. a lot West Virginia right now, I think. Probably a good thing to go to. Um, Matt Rule, though, just a year ago, said that Cam Newton was also his quarterback. Mm. And that was reported by Joe Person at Joseph Person. He said, you know, uh, Matt Rule just said Teddy Bridgewater is our quarterback. Very similar to what he said about Cam Newton in 2020. But the Panthers, as they did last year, will continue to seek an upgrade. So what's true today may not be in a month. And that's the NFL in general, by the way. So that's not just Matt Rule. It's nice because Matt Rule, although he was at college at Temple and at Baylor, I think he got to start at the Giants or something. Like that. He was at Penn State, I think. I think he had NFL experience. So Matt Rule knows the game. Like, hey, nothing I say matters because – in about a week, we might be in a much different situation than we're in now. For instance, in a week from now, Russell Wilson might not be a Chicago Bear like mm-hmm. everybody's reporting right now. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, though, might be on the market. And we might be able to get him. So what I say right now, nobody's going to take me as serious whenever the circumstances change a bit in the future, which it possibly could. So who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Teddy Bridgewater's our quarterback. Hey, if we are at play today, I just want to let you know. If this Carolina Panthers team was to play today, Teddy Bridgewater is our quarterback. But in a week from now, hey, hey, Deshaun Watson is a potential. If Jack Easterby puts God down and picks the phone up, we will try to get Deshaun Watson in there. And that's that's basically what the NFL is in a nutshell. And I think Matt Rule here with Cam Newton and Teddy Bridgewater uh, are just a perfect example of that entire thing. It's like Chris McCaffrey being the focal point of their offense until they have to trade him for Deshaun Watson. Or, hey, yeah, you're the focal point of our offense. You're a guy. you got Amazon deals and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need you to restructure that contract. Yeah. 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 Right now. You want to play or no? You do. Okay. We only played two games last year. So. You like that little house you got huh? yeah. on that lake? You like that little Lake Norman you, you got? keep it? You want that house? Yeah. Or you can leave. We can trade you. You want to go? Oh, we'll send you. I'm sure. Man. Oh, my God. The Texans would love you down there. How about Ooh. that's the team, by the way, in my head? I was trying to think of the worst possible place. Right now, it seems like the Houston Texans are that place. And the city of Houston is, does not deserve that. No. The city of Houston is a does fucking yeah. awesome city. It is an awesome city. But I, as soon as you think fire pit organizations or mm-hmm. franchises right now. Houston's at the top of that thing. Now, the, Jack Easterby's going to try to change that. Yeah, that's right. He he's yeah. he's going to try to bring them out of the fiery hills and bring them mm-hmm. up to a paradise heaven type place. But it could be that is the place where people like, remember Jamie Collins, whenever he was with the New England Patriots, yep. allegedly something happened in a team meeting where Jamie Collins said something like about payment he's, or something like more that. more money. Yeah, something about payment. Allegedly. He was traded to the Browns <laughs> the next day. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you say that was not a spite move out of Bill, that is, I think you're wrong. Now it's like I'll send your ass to the Houston Texans. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, I will send your ass to the Houston Texans right now. A franchise that has to be pumped to be out of that conversation. It feels like, at least at the time being, in the future, seems right. Uh, in a podcast that is coming out called Huddle and Flow, which drops later today, Jim Trotter, at Jim Trotter underscore NFL, is reporting that he firmly believes that Deshaun Watson will be traded after having this or hearing this conversation with Texans head coach David Cauley, who kept using terms like on the roster right now, and we want guys who are all in. So the plot thickens Woo. down in H. 
come on. West Virginia down one. Driving. Oh, step back oh. from the elbow. Oh, oh, right. oh, back. Grim. oh no. Oh, oh steal. steal. Oh, yes, oh, oh. You can't do it, kid. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Join us now <laughs> is a man who I cannot. You can't. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, a man who led all safeties in tackles last year in the NFL. He's a part of a safety tandem in Buffalo that people say are the greatest in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills team is obviously surging. One of their captains, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Poole. Sideways, Jordan. That's a, hell of, that's a hell of an introduction, boys. Hey, we appreci- appreciate it. Jordan, we need you to unlock your phone. Oh, my <laughs> that's, there we go. Oh, there there we go. Yeah. Hey, hey, woo. hey, you look even I better got, now. I mean, you look good sideways. You look even better now, dude. I appreciate you joining us. And I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I look kind of swole, don't I? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty good lighting. Uh, we we yeah. read about you, Ty did. Uh, baseball, basketball, football. I believe you were drafted to the majors in baseball. Here you are, nine seasons or whatever, now in Buffalo with a team that is on the rise. Have you just always been a freak athlete? Is that a, that's how it's always been? Man, growing up, man, my family was just all athletes, man. My, my, both my parents went to college, played sports. My dad was Eastern New Mexico, played football. My mom played three sports in college. So um, very competitive growing up. Um, you know, my brother played all three sports in, in high school too. So it was very competitive, like I said, uh, all around growing up. So just been a, it's been an athlete my whole life, man. I hear some guys say, and it's always amazing to me. They're like, football wasn't even my favorite sport. My favorite sport was basketball. And then like in the off season, you'll see them post videos <laughs> from pickup games. And it's like, damn, I feel like if that was your favorite sport and that's how you play. You did it, right? Yeah. Why did we do that or whatever? Was football always your favorite sport? Is that how uh-huh. it you know, I, I baseball. I was I was better baseball player than I was football player. Um, I just the love of, for for football was what I had, and and I always tell people the story, the decision because I played I played uh, in college too. I played at Oregon State two years, um, and then the decision that that made me decide that football was a route that I wanted to take was um, we were playing USC at home. Uh, on, on, a, on a on a Friday night, and I picked off Matt Barkley for a touchdown, and, re- and really that moment right there, I was a I was a sophomore in college, and that moment right there kind of solidified me like this is what I want to do. This is you know, okay. This is right so, Could you I hit worth a shit? <laughs> Could you hit worth a shit? Were you pretty good at? I was I was damn good. I was damn good. <laughs> okay, uh, so hitting a home run. Okay. Ping, that thing's gone, right? College used metal, yeah. right? Yep. Ping, that thing's gone. The feeling of a home run and then the feeling of a pick six in your eyes was like, okay, I'm going to chase this one here for much longer. 1,000%. You hit it on the head right there. You hit it on the head right there. I've never hit a home run, but I have gotten on base before. That's right. <laughs> in a professional game, Jordan. No, That's big. all you need. Behind you, I'll get you home. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> they actually subbed me out so I wouldn't run the base. <laughs> uh, excuse me, you're too slow. Go ahead and get your fat ass out of here. I was like, you got already pulled the hamstring running to first. This Buffalo Bills team, it has come. Now, hey, this team, it was some patience building and everything like that. But the defense and then Josh Allen's building that whole thing. How do you feel inside that building? What has it been? Has it been a culture shift? Have you guys felt it? Is it now like winning's just the expect? What is it in there? That makes you feel like, hey, we're going to continue and dominate this AFC East for some years to come here. 
Yeah, man. It's like you said, it's just been the culture shift uh, ever since Sean came in in 2017. Um, he's really brought guys in um, to change the culture from, you know, being, uh, you know, woe with me or the same Buffalo Bills to now we're expected. We're, we, we expect to win. We expect to go out there and perform well. Um, we come in week in, week out, man. The type of guys, like I said, that Bean and Sean and, and the Pagulas bring in, it's just guys, the hard-nosed guys that just come in and, and, and work, really. That's that's just what it is. Yeah. To keep it real, there's not a whole lot to do out in Buffalo. No, no shade. <laughs> they have things. They have, you know, and plus the whole COVID. So, you know, all we, all we had to do was bond with each other. And so I really, I really truly believe that carried over to, you know, our success on the football field. And we came up a little short, but I think it just, you know, it just continued to fuel the guys into the off season. I know, I, you know, speaking with some of the guys, just guys are ready to get back and get ready to work. Okay, so um, flying around, win, uh, winning culture, building. You like to hit people, huh? Like that's all. Is it always been? Because safeties, obviously, you have to make tackles. Like, but there's always, you know, different types of safeties. There's guys that are ball hawks and fly around. You get the ball as well. You picked off Russell Wilson this year. We are going to talk about it. Did he seem like a broken man? Jordan Boyer <laughs> will answer that in a little bit. But whenever you're hitting somebody flying around, do you have to train for that? Are you just built for that? Is it a mentality thing? Are you sore still at this point? I made a couple tackles. I was sore for a week. You make a hundred and some to lead the NFL. Um, like, are you sore? What is it? No, nah, I, you know, I definitely think, uh, you know, a lot of it is a mentality. Um, you know, having to get another grown man down on the ground. Um, you gotta, you gotta want to do it. And, and, you know, we work extremely hard. Our safeties coach, Bobby Babbage, he, he works with us extremely hard. Mike and I on, on, on just the fundamentals of tackling, you know, that the right angles and, you know, your aiming points. And, um, you know, there's a million different types of tackles, but, you know, just being able to get a guy on the ground, it's a mentality, man. You know, I like to hit, I like to, you know, I'm not the biggest guy out on the field, but if I'm able to line you up, I'm definitely going to throw it in there. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, it's it's the game I play. You know, I like to play a scrappy game. I like to get in there and get feisty, get to know the buddy a little bit, and that's just the game of football to me. How much reading the quarterback do safeties do? Is there a lot of that? Is there not a lot of that? And who's a quarterback that has been very difficult to maybe play chess against? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of our study throughout the week is being able to, you know, get a feel of what the quarterback's doing in his drop, you know, in his three-step drop and his play action, um, you know, where his eyes are moving, where his eyes are going to. You know, can he can he look at one side of the field and can he come all the way across the other side of the field and, and get to his, you know, maybe his fourth or fifth read? Um, so and, and definitely the one of the hardest quarterbacks, obviously, to me, is the greatest quarterback of all time besides Josh Allen is Tom Brady, uh, you know, playing him for you know, I played him. I, I never beat him one. Um, I was in Cleveland for four years. I was Owen Owen four against him there. And then, you know, obviously being out in Buffalo, we never beat him. Um, never beat him specifically and just you know just playing that chess match with him and, and being in so many games with him and just seeing how he plays the game within the game it's I mean it's amazing to to really to be a part of one what is it really- is it is it deception is it you never like what is it about him because people say this a lot this is what a lot of defensive players say they're like when you play Tom you're basically fucked or whatever what does that mean is it just he doesn't I would say I would say fucked but <laughs> <laughs> But it, like I said, it's the game within the game. He just he he does so much little things, um, you know. Whether whether it's with his eyes, whether he's getting his his tails from the nickel and not. I mean, granted, he always probably gets his tails from the nickel, not the safety. We, Mike and I try to do a, a good job with our tails, but he he's not looking at us sometimes. He'll probably he could look at be looking at the corner, and you get a lot of young quarterbacks in the league who's not looking at 
the whole defense. They're kind of looking at maybe the safeties, maybe maybe the nickel every once in a while, but they're not seeing a corner outside, you know, whether he's pressing or he's bailing because, you know, corners can tell you a lot too within a defense. And plus he just huh. – he's seen single defense out there. He's He's been in every single type of situation that you could be in. And so no situation is 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 too big for a guy like him. Yeah. So it, I always I always appreciate playing um, playing twelve just because I like I said I believe he's the greatest quarterback I ever played the game. Just and I've seen it firsthand. You know. Yeah. I have a, I have a pick six against him, so I have two picks actually. Him, so oh, hey, that's good heel work, by the way. Let's let that out there. I'll let that out. There. Yeah. <laughs> let it slip. Let those stats slip out. I, while you were talking, I couldn't. Your tattoos are rather dope. If I do, how when how obviously how many is impossible? When did you start getting those? And did you say was there ever a thought that you weren't going to do a full sleeve? Was there ever I'm going to do three quarter, or was it hey I'm going to do the whole goddamn thing? Hey, hey, I'm going to ink the whole the whole body out. Yeah. Funny story because I used to be so against tattoos growing up, um, and my mom one weekend we went to Vegas. I was 16 years old, and she's like, Jordan, just come get a tattoo with me. I'm like, Mom, no, just please just come get a tattoo with me. I'm like, all right. Uh, and get one. I got it, and it was cool. I dug it for a little while, and then I got a couple other tattoos, and then finally, I, I said, "Yo, my back." Oh, 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 that had to hurt so bad. But that, hey, that is that's that's incredible. Yeah, my my dude, shout out to Explosa tattoos. Shout out, shout out, shout out, Explosa. All my ink, man. So, uh, but yeah, I just I, I got it when I was sixteen, and really never okay. got my daughter, man, my wife. Here, I got uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whole story, Jordan. Hold on. There's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna ask this question. So, you you and your mom went to Las Vegas when you were sixteen years old, and she said, "Come get a tattoo with me." I assume your childhood was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my childhood was good. My parents both come say hi. My parents both worked at a, a juvenile. Everybody wants to say hi. Who is it? <laughs> my, my parents both both worked at a juvenile delinquent center. Grown up, so I didn't get away with a whole lot. So uh, you know, it was or I was I, I was having to sneak out to kind of do stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. got in trouble sneaking out. Um, my parents were pretty badass, but they raised me the right way, and I can't. I really can't complain. It's awesome. Who are we saying hello to? Is there? Is there... My, my wife is, is shy to come say hi, but everybody wants no, to. No, everybody... you have asked the trash, so your wife is finishing the job. Oh, oh, no. Hey, thank you for doing that, finishing the job over there. Jordan appreciates yeah. it. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan was just telling us how awesome that was that you were doing that. Yeah. Gosh, my bad. Anyways, we'll finish that. All right. Hey, that was, <laughs> hey, that was the first half of this conversation. You are talking about how, you know, there's chores to be done and everything, mm-hmm. and your wife was just – very nice right. of you. Very That's nice. Good to- Have you started training already for next season? Does it ever stop? I I, I just got back. I trained down at Aventura, spot called Bomberitos. A bunch of guys are down there. Um, You know, been been there for about six years now, and it's uh, it's been good, man. Good for you, dude. Boys have a couple questions. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Jordan, with Dak uh, getting paid and Josh Allen now looking at like a $200 million contract, are you going to tell him like, hey, maybe save a little coin so I can get some when my contract comes up? Nah, man, he deserves it all, Josh. He or uh, Josh Allen deserves it all, man. He, so whatever he gets, I'm gonna be happy for him. Um, oh, and, you know, he's just gonna keep helping this team rise to where we need to get to. And you know, he's a he's a competitor, man. And, and a lot of people say this or that about him, but you know, he's he's one of those guys that's just a gamer. Like he he's gonna go out there, everybody go out there and make mistakes, but he's gonna go out there and game. And that's what I love about him. And that's why you know I'm gonna ride with him. We're in the middle of 
Massacre week right now, okay? It is not good in the NFL. Salary cap announcement at 182.5, down from 198. The Bills had to cut a couple players. There is, right now, is there any thought or discussion or conversation amongst the guys you're working out with about the state of the NFL? Anybody can get it right now. Anybody can get it right now when it comes to salary cap, uh, being a cap casualty. Is there any thought with that, or you just, that's way over your head? You don't give a, you don't really Yeah, I kind of over my head, man. I mean, um, not you with know, you. Yeah. I'm just talking the NFL in general, by the way. In general, yeah. That's it, not a whole lot to talk about. Like I said, there's a bunch of guys that I train with down there. Um, and, 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 you know, uh, Carlos Dunlap's down there. I, I was actually trying to recruit him down there after. He- <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, let's let's go ahead. Yeah, and Xavier Rose is down there. I'm, you know, been trying to get, you know what I'm saying, trying to, trying to talk in his ear a little bit. So, um, but no, I mean, like I said, guys are just trying to enjoy the offseason. And, and the business side will handle the business side when that, when that side comes. Yeah, and that's the worst part of the business, by the way. I mean, it happens. People get traded. People get cut. What I didn't know. I should have done more research. I didn't know you were at the Browns for that long. Obviously, a few years you were with the Browns. Can you talk about, because I was a part of a team that was very bad. We earned the number one pick. Not a lot of teams have been able to do that. We did. I was there. <laughs> it was terrible. But the, the difference between winning and losing in the NFL is I don't think people fully understand that. Like, the Bills being good right now, obviously great for Bills Mafia and everything like that. But when franchises are bad and you're losing, life is terrible. Now that you've gotten to experience, like, pretty much both at the very high end there, can you can you shed a little light on how much better life is whenever you're winning football games? I mean, yeah. It, it's hard to describe without describing what it is when you're losing. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everything you love this game so much you put so much into the game um from when you were a little kid and you know when i was with the browns and you know they i'm happy for them they made it to the playoffs and did what they had but just the organization just wasn't you know nowhere near the organization where i'm at right now and that's no shade on on them because like i said they 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 fixed it they they made it to the playoffs and, and got over that hump but when i was there you know just losing week after week it takes a toll on you and it really makes you kind of think like damn like you know, I know I'm a good football player, but like, is this is this really for me? And there was a lot of times I had questions, especially especially after I got hurt in Cleveland. You know, is this is this really for me? Is this really what yeah. I want to do? Coming in week in week out, getting your ass whooped. You know, it's, it pays you nice, but you know, you play the game because you love the game. So, um, but then you come to a culture and you see, you know, what it takes to win, and, and you see the difference. You know, from in a winning culture and a losing culture and 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 you know what like i said you know what it takes like right now i believe that our team knows what it takes to get to where we need to get to and it's just it, we got to go put in the work and that's just what it's going to be we got to go put in the work we got to and, and and that's just that's just what it's going to be and i know the guys are doing that in the soft season but uh it's definitely it's it's very humbling um you know to to be on a winning team because like i said like you said i've been on both sides so um just want to make every opportunity of it you know i'm 29 now so I, I feel like i'm in the prime years of my career right now so um and, and this and this franchise is is, is on the rise so i want to make every opportunity count so i'm excited for our team coming up man i really am it's awesome to hear that from everybody i've talked to because whenever you're good like those extra you know like the extra film the extra reps the extra everything it's a lot easier to convince yourself oh. to do those whenever you have a team that's got a chance as opposed to the teams that don't like a lot of people and you were talking about tom brady earlier uh when he became a free agent people were like well his market's not gonna be that big and i'm like yo if you can get tom brady in the building everybody's gonna work their asses off because they don't want to be the reason why like i don't want to be the reason why we don't we got a guy with josh allen it's nice to hear that you were like hey we got a guy like we can go 
ahead and do this thing. It's going to be fun to watch you guys. What do you have time? Jordan, I read that uh, you were the state player of the year, your senior year in high school on both uh, offense and defense. Uh, did you want to play offense when you first got to college, or did you kind of always know that defense was going to be it? And why did you go to – Oregon State uh, instead of Oregon because it seemed like at that time Oregon was really trying to hit its like stride and I assumed if you won you know <laughs> player of the year both ways you were pretty sought after uh, Nike I, want, I really wanted to go to Oregon uh, that was the I grew up at a, a Ducks fan uh, had an Oregon lanyard all through high school mm. and, and and Chip Kelly was there when I was there mm. um, and he had to me when I went to Philly we can talk about that later but um, <laughs> he was he was there in at Oregon when I went there for a junior day workout. So I had just pitched, I had just pitched a nine inning game. Arm was hanging. Um, I had, I was a quarterback at the time and I came to this camp and I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't hit the side of the barn. I couldn't hit nothing, yo. So they, they offered me to come as a walk on Oregon state was the only school that was going to offer me to come. Um, they offered me first as a gray shirt and they were going to let me play baseball as well. Every other school offered me, I had small schools, Portland state, Eastern mm-hmm. Washington, um, a couple other schools offered me to play quarterback. Um, but the reason I went to Oregon State, my mom went there, and they were going to allow me to play both um, because out of high school I chose not to go to the drafts. I chose not to um, basically go to my – I got drafted by the Florida Marlins. I chose not to go, and I went to college instead. And uh, like I said earlier, I played two years of football, two years of baseball, and it was uh, – I mean, it was, it, was, it was crazy, man. So that was the reason why I chose Oregon State. Um, don't you? Hey, don't you? I'm, don't you kind of wish, looking back, that Phil Knight would have ran track at Oregon State instead? <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, man, they had all the cool shit. Oh, <laughs> dude, those lockers! They whenever. Oh, oh dude, dude I, I was upset, man. And, and it was crazy how things kind of full circle because Chip ended up drafting me in the seventh round, going to Philly, um, and it was. I mean, it was just. It was just a weird situation, man. I really, I really wanted to go to Oregon. That was a school I dreamed of going to, but it just didn't work out. Um, I wouldn't look back and trade it for the world because I am who I am for the, you know the choices I've made. But you know that was a decision um, you know I had to make at the early in my my, my career. Hey, go Beavs, dude. Go Beavs. I appreciate. It. I don't know if I can cuss on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you've, you've cost us a lot of money with your fucking Jeez. foul mouth. Uh, it's been disgusting. I, I was watching it earlier. I heard a couple of F-bombs. So I was like, all right, let me come on here and just beat me. What did you think of the show? Because I'll tell you what, the first hour or so of the show, I was watching West Virginia fucking blow it against um, oh. Oklahoma State in March Madness. Did they, they end up winning? No, they didn't. And actually, while you were giving an answer earlier, I watched the three that they hit <laughs> to tie it up, but it was after the re- after zero. And uh, you were saying something very insightful, and I was heartbroken as it was happening. <laughs> it actually had to get me off the screen. So, I mean, there's been a lot that has happened here, Jordan. For sure. All right, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. Anytime. You a sleeveless hoodie guy? I am, uh, especially down here in South Florida, man. Man, Florida's you, open. You, you send me one? Yeah, yeah, I'll send one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah what size? I'm about a a, a large, large uh, XL, XL. No, I'm just playing. I'm a large. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, what a little game that was. Thank you. We'll send you one for sure. Thank you for your time. Good luck this season. Enjoy your off season down there in Florida, ladies Thank and gentlemen. You. Jordan Boyer. Thank you. Hey! Good dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, I enjoyed yeah. that conversation yeah. a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good conversation. I mean, in the middle of that conversation, though, West Virginia yeah. shit all I over mean, themselves. Yeah, it's insane.
the white dude, he, in the first half, first three he got, okay? He got it, turned, jumped, and somebody came from the other side of the court and swatted it yep. into the fifth row. Yes. And then at the very end of the game there, he had another shot. I guess didn't get it off I in mean, time. Oh. He hit it, too. Yeah. I know. Splash. Good. Yeah, splash. He just didn't realize that you have to do it before the Yeah, but that's goes. tough. Okay? Yeah. Maybe the ball doesn't go in either, by the way, if he sure. he, he shoots it up and fires. Listen, the boys got to get ready for March Madness. That's right. Get that's ready right. for the dance. Yep. This thing was bullshit. Uh -huh. The Big 12 doesn't even want us over there. It's such a long <laughs> travel, yeah, dude. Forget about it. And if anything, he learned from getting blocked on that first shot because he did up yeah. fake and take a dribble. Which yes. took which, some yeah. time. Inevitably <laughs> ended up biting him in the ass a little oh. bit. Michigan State, I assume, lost. Yeah, they were yeah, getting beat they, by oh, 16. Yeah, they got okay. smacked. Hey, under, though, uh, Big Downers are 3-0 now. Okay, okay, so that's where we get back. All right. Let's go. All right. Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, Try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. Not if it's going to work. Okay. Uh -uh. You're before the time you get to the the shortstop. It's already happened. Good. All right. That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman Swipes. Roman Swipes are a swipe that comes in a discreet, unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love, right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, mm -hmm. maybe. Whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead and go ahead and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll it'll dry. It'll not transfer to your partner at all nope. and then you just have time of your life yeah get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee jesus that's get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee no mm -hmm. spaces uh and you can get your first month of swipes for just five dollars when you choose a monthly plan all right shout out to roman shout out to you shout out to get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee Joining us now, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, AJ Hawk. Yeah! I'm doing great. How you? You just lost some money, or what? A lot, of, a significant amount of cash. Yeah, I, I, I wanted, you know, like obviously Bob Huggins came on the show the other day. I got a large amount of money on West Virginia to win a national championship. Mm -hmm. I like the team a lot. I think we got some, you know, a good squad. Uh, but I did want there to potentially be a, a celebration, you know, like uh -huh. the tail, like the tails yes. coin flip thing that we were potentially going to have in both of those have been failures at this exact time. Yeah. Hmm. So what's your next bet then? How do you how are you going to make up for that loss? Well, it's interesting you say that because I got a lot of money tied up in this weekend's golf action, but I do have some cash that I can float mm -hmm, around. Yeah. We we're trying to check out Minnesota Ohio State. They're playing basketball against each other. It's a Big Ten game here in Lucas Oil Stadium. The optics behind the hoops are terrible at Lucas Oil Stadium. The guys have not been shooting well. It's actually three and zero right now. The unders in Big Ten basketball. Tone digs. Immediately upon seeing the way the basketball court was set up in Lucas Oil Stadium said the unders are about to hit in Big Ten. It is happening 3-0. I think that's my next bet is the under in uh, Minnesota, Ohio State. But there is always that thought that the over might be due. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Exactly. And, I mean, looking at that jawline, we might as well take, take Ohio, Ohio State, State minus yeah, 11. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of foolish not to. 
And you like them? Yeah, I think I think they shoot well in arenas. There it is. Not arena. My bad. I mean stadiums. I'm sorry. Much different stadiums. How do you know? Have you ever seen them shoot in a stadium? No, but I just assume they're they're going to figure it out because yeah. they're Ohio State guys. Yeah, why not? It's like Terrence Ross said in the bubble, more room. It's a shooter's court. No, Terrence actually said with the way it was set up behind it, it actually made it feel like it was a high school gym. Uh, That's why people were just knocking down yeah. shots because it felt smaller. Mm-hmm. With this Lucas Oil Stadium, I feel like their shots Quite potentially a, look like yeah. half-court shots yeah. every time they pull Thad up. Thad Mata's probably had the boys shooting outside at the shoe for the last four or five Who's years. Who's that? Thad, Thad Mata, Mata got fired yeah. about four to five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Consultant? yeah, yeah. He's a consultant? All right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> OH. All right. Minus 11. All right, let's see. O'Connor. Yeah. And the you under. See that? Okay, I was about to ask about that because <laughs> what? you don't really put over Ohio State much. Like like you won't you won't not, but you don't really you're not like the super, you know, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? You're not like the Ohio State guy. Why is that? You don't like Ohio State as much as other people that went to Ohio State and got a chance to experience great okay. things? Stop. What a terrible leading question. What? <laughs> no. What? No, it's awful. No, I I, absolutely, I owe everything in my life to Ohio State pretty much. Like I don't know what my life would look okay. like if I didn't go to Ohio State. I don't know where I'd live, anything. So I am always on board with them. I don't want like I understand like there's I hate homers of other teams. So I'm not going to be that guy publicly. And I, I it's just not my personality to like I want them to win every single game and every single sport they play. I'm a huge fan. I love being around the guys and seeing everything they do. But yeah, you know, I don't. Don't sit here and go and, and tell you that you should be a fan. Uh, the Minnesota team looks like they – I mean, I'm watching highlights right yeah. now from their season. They look like they can play a little basketball. They got some dogs. They uh, do. 11 seems like a lot, doesn't it? Well, just wait until you see the Ohio State highlights. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's they got some boys well. too. We're going to be just fine. Minnesota was ranked at one point in the year, and then they fell off. Ohio State was great. They're going to be a number one seed, then they fell off as recent. They're on a four-game losing streak. Oh, fuck that. I'm we're, on Minnesota. Oh, no, we're yeah. turning they know. around. Huh? They know what they're doing. They don't want, well, Who cares about winning these useless games? All you care about is winning in the sure. tournament. Well, that's there what West Virginia did. It's in the actual tournament. We lost. Exactly. Ohio State's exactly. lost. So they, they lost to Illinois. They lost to Michigan. They lost to Michigan. I mean, Minnesota money line plus 460 right now. Yeah. Oh, baby. Let's, that's tasty. Let's do it. I'm not doing it. I just I'm, lost. I'm already on the Buckeyes. Let's go, baby. Come on. Oh, wait. I'm not doing it back to you, Connor. Not sarcastically. <laughs> oh, see? Oh. Because oh, oh, I thought this was like a go green. Go no, on. he's making a mockery. He's trying to make a mockery out of it. No, I'm not. I already took the major. I'm trying to put Ohio State over. On his back, yeah. too. He's trying to put Ohio State on his back yes. this afternoon. Oh, H. No, not doing it to you. I owe. That's interesting because you know every time. Any, you know, because they don't know. You're, now, it's excuse such, me. It's such so <laughs> condescending how you do it. No, it's not. It's not condescending, okay? What I'm doing is genuine. Go. Just like Adam Ray, who's playing Vince McMahon and Young Rock, oh, said yeah. in his Twitter thing, uh, Pat McAfee, nice guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, terrible. Okay, that's what I, that's what he said, and that is accurate. He's going to come in here, and he's going to dominate this show, and you boys are going to have to apologize for your negativity. Just because you guys are smart asses doesn't mean I'm not being, hey, this is genuine. OH! <laughs> Wait, what about I need to this see the Adam Ray situation. Look at this guy. <laughs> this is unbelievable. You don't, I mean, there's just because you don't deserve that. Like for how you're oh, doing, how you're saying oh, it. I mean, it's oh, not meant for that. So you don't want me betting on Ohio? It feels like Ohio State's a little bit of a. Uh, I, I don't care what out. you do because you're not a Buckeye legend. Oh yeah, yeah I don't get free cars because I make tackles for the Buckeyes. I didn't get little. State. I didn't get little marijuana looking things on my helmet. Right, yeah, okay, he's right. You don't deserve to bet on Ohio State. You're right. Nick is right. Oh, H. No. I owe. I owe. <laughs> <laughs>
You know, we've been fortunate enough to sell out a lot of theaters to do shows. Okay, and people might not know that, but I'll tell you what the worst person is that's in every single theater it feels like that we go to. It's the uh, OH guy that is somewhere up in the top. And then there's always another one, by the way, somewhere on the opposite side. And I'll tell you what, the first four, great. Yeah. But then at our shows, you know, things get a little loose. You know, people get a little loose. People start having some good times. And then by about maybe an hour in, hour and 10 minutes in, that OH frequency starts hitting at another level. All right, right, shut the fuck up. You shut the We will kick you out of here. How about that? And then it's a whole crowd vote. Now, I can't even get a goddamn OHIO from an Ohio State legend. Wow, how things have changed. Is this because of COVID that theaters don't exist and there isn't the camaraderie of the Ohio State Buckeye people? Is there no longer that feeling that it is the Ohio State? And every time you hear an OH! Thank you. Gumpy didn't even go there. This yeah. is this is despicable, God. AJ. If I didn't go there, I would say I would say I owe back to you because of how you're the condescending manner in which you have approached this whole subject. You're not even Some listening. Gall. You hear me, but the you're not listening. You're not listening. You hear me, but you don't you don't listen, do you? OH <laughs> That's that's the funny thing. <laughs> I owe all right, that may be the the de- that may be like the on your gravestone. Like you definitely hear everything, but you don't listen to anybody. Who? You. <laughs> uh, speaking of listening, I was just told that Coach Dave down there in Houston, Coach David mm-hmm. Colley, mm-hmm. who oh, yeah. is now the Houston Texans head coach, he was on a podcast called Huddle and Flow with Jim Trotter, I believe. And Jim Trotter put out a tweet that said, once people get a chance to listen to this podcast, this conversation I just had with head coach for the Texans, David Colley, everybody's going to think that this Texans trade of Deshaun Watson is a definite to happen. He, he said in this interview, I guess a couple of times, uh, the players that are all in or the players that we, the team that we have right now, they're there was a lot of, I guess, things and in, in, in kind of suggestions that there was a potential massive move going to happen. As we all know, Deshaun Watson wants the hell out of there as soon as Jack Easterby kind of crip-walked his chaplain ass right into the building. Now, there are quotes coming out of David Cauley's press conference, which has emerged at my sports update, says hashtag Texans head coach David Cauley, talking to reporters now, asked if he can change Deshaun Watson's mind. I don't know about him not wanting to be a Houston Texan, but from hearing the outside, I just know he's a Texan. He's ours, and we're going to go with that. Wow. Compelling. (laughs) So what are you saying? Uh, I feel like David Cauley said trade the guy. I feel like Casario and Cal McNair, maybe Casario's even on his side, but I feel like Cal McNair, Jack Easterby, because this has become a stare, a standoff almost. Head coach David Colley on Jack Easterby. Nick is the general manager. I'm the head coach. Jack is vice president of football operation, which involves a bunch of things. He does a wonderful job. It's a multitude of responsibilities. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, no. Now, listen. Jack Easterby is beloved by the boys back in New England mm-hmm. when he was like a team chaplain, leader, morale guy for the New England Patriots. They could trust him. They could turn to him. It feels like he has now gotten to a position where guys aren't trusting or turning to him in anything because he's making decisions. You could see how players of the past that say they love Jack Easterby knew a much different Jack Easterby mm-hmm. than potentially the current Jack Easterby, which I think 
Coach David Cauley and Cesario potentially would like to move on, but it feels like Jack Eastby, Cal McNair feels this this Deshaun Watson thing's a shot at them. Ah, this is going to be awesome to play out, but we've learned nothing from today. Well, don't you think David Cauley, though, the head coach, is basically also saying, I have no control in what happens with Deshaun Watson? It's all above me? Yeah, he's basically just doing one of these, like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't want him here either. Like, as a coach, I'm like, all right, I'd like the guys that want to play, you know. As a coach, you, whenever I'm telling these guys to run their faces into each other uh-huh. and things, and it's 145 degrees here in Houston at training camp, I would like it to be filled with a bunch of guys that would like to be here, that would like to see this team succeed. I mean, that's always the difference, by the way, with coaches and whoever's running personnel. The coaches are like, hey, get me a guy that, you know, and then the personnel is like, no, this guy's good. you got to make him good. He's like, well, get him to buy in. It's, there's always that kind of, you know, jousting going on between coach and personnel. And that's why people say that they have to be on the same page, obviously. And also, maybe coach isn't best for personnel because they might see the whole thing. There's only been a couple guys that have been able to control both. Bill Belichick, obviously, uh-huh. the shining example of the one that has been able to succeed with it. And hasn't Lombardi himself said on Hammer Down that John Gruden is on, isn't able to do this? Like, he has the power. Mayock is there as the GM. But Gruden is the one making all the decisions. He's saying, like, John needs to coach and be there, like, on the field coaching in the film room instead of trying to go out there and sign a bunch of high-priced free agents, really. If you're a coach, AJ, put your uh, coaching stogie in your mouth. Ooh. Will do. That's coaching. There it is. I am. Yep. There it is. Hey, coach. I am scheduled to, uh, I'm scheduled to coach some track and field for, uh, like, first through fifth grade here coming up in uh, next month. So what's that? That's just parents getting rid of their kids, telling you to run them around so they can be tired and sleep at night? Well, it's with their school. They needed coaches for their school, so I don't know what I'm doing. You're what is student. track for first grade? What the fuck is that? Just put them in a line and You're have them run? head coach at the grade school no. now? That's I'm not the head coach. No, they – I am like Coach a AJ coach. or Coach Hawk? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It has, we haven't had – I had to go get fingerprinted. I have to do everything – all this stuff just to be like – Oh, so you are volunteer. the head coach. Children? Bro, are you the athletic director of this elementary school now? I am not, but I've been uh, emailing with, with the athletic director of the elementary school. Oh, so oh yeah, you are the head coach. coach. Yes. Wow. Congrats, are you have, no. Are they going to have them trained? Can you have first graders trained? Can, can first graders put full sentences? What is the first graders? <laughs> what can they do at first grade? I mean, first graders, yes, can, can put full sentences together. But, no, awesome. I don't know if there is first graders running track. It might be second to fifth, third. I don't know. Learn your team. Dude, You're the coach. God. I haven't met them yet. We haven't met the team yet. What if you have a kid that's so slow? How are you going to tell him he stinks? I'll probably, I don't, (laughs) good question. Okay, buddy, Uh, we're not doing shot put, but if we had shot put, you would be doing that. Is the fastest one going to be the anchor or lead off? Yeah. Probably the anchor, and we're hoping we could build a big enough lead to where that last guy could just crawl and still win the race. Smart. Yeah, because if you put the fastest last, might not get there. Mm-hmm. Like, might not yeah. matter. This is like yeah. in soccer, penalties, which we almost got the other day, by the way. Almost, almost happened. Then mm-hmm. down a man, a team scored against another team and fucked up all excitement in soccer, potentially. But the 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 penalty kicks, the question is, who do you, or in penalty shots in hockey, who do you send out first? You know, do you put your best person first or last? Because you'd like to lead off with success, yeah. or do you want to save it for the big moment? It's like there's always a strategery thing going out there. I enjoyed uh, during, for those that are asking at home uh, in soccer penalties. Where would you like to go, Pat? I like going first, and I kicked it as hard as I could. I was looking to break faces yeah. with the goalie <laughs> and set a set a standard for what's coming behind. You know Sorry. what I mean? That was always the goal. Scored a lot of them. Scored a lot of them, but. You know, I was trying to hurt people. Who would you? Do you put 
your fastest little third grader first or last? You know, this is – and are you like, – what do you do? Do you have him train? How does this – can, can you even coach, really? What do you – I'll just put all of his kids one through four, I assume. How old are these kids? I don't first through fifth grade. So this know. guy doesn't even know. No, he yeah. didn't even know. He doesn't even know if it's first. And you got to go. First last. grade's like six, seven years old. My daughter's in fourth. She's ten. So fifth grade is probably eleven, twelve year olds. I was selling cigarettes at fifth grade. What age is that? <laughs> like eleven. Pretty sweet. I've been yeah. in the game since eleven. People, oh, yeah. I was fucking hustling, dude. Twenty-five cent. Half smoked cigarette butt. <laughs> to who? For half who a you butt? selling them to? Uh, oh, fifth graders. Uh, fifth graders, sixth grade. Plum is a. <laughs> believe me, there was a lot of kids smoking in Plum. I did not, but I I was the plug for a long time there. Well, kids realize early they ain't got no future, so let's start ripping darts. Yeah, well, and then that kid, that that one kid that has that feeling, he starts ripping darts, and then somebody else sees how happy he yeah. is. Yeah, it's he a problem. Getting, getting By the way, girls. shouldn't do it anymore because all those kids now they are feeling the effects of that. So uh, you should probably shouldn't do it. But I. I was potentially a part of the problem there. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd get like a half-smoked one from uh, my friend's house, 25 cents. Then I would sell that for 50 <laughs> cents. Okay, that's called good business. Great ROI. Yeah, thank you. That's 100% return or whatever. Then I would take that 50 cents. Now what do we do? Guess what? Until I wanted extras, by the way. I wanted a little grape juice. There was this little grape juice that was so delicious. Diggs, you remember that? It oh, was yeah. in the, oh, oh my yeah. God. But it was an extra like 50 cents. Didn't want to ask for it. So I was like, all right, let's earn this thing. I started flipping cigarettes. Got so good, by the way, I got up to a carton. Ooh, okay. lucky man. I, the person that was buying me these cigarettes, terrible person, hindsight. Yeah, I mean, I'm 11. That person's at least eight. They're like, terrible person. Absolutely terrible person. But yeah, they found the entire carton in my goddamn backpack Damn. because somebody snitched on me uh, that got caught behind a dumpster in a sixth grade recess. Wow. So were you selling it when you got the carton? Was the plan to sell the whole carton to one person or were you going to sell individual cig? Bro. Individual six, that was the business. 50 cents a pop, dude. I was, but you should have seen when I showed up with uh, the full cigarette as opposed to just the half ones I had been selling Man. to people. It was, uh, same price, by the way. Good business. Wow. wow. Game changer. Yeah, good what, business. What, people going what would you ever, I'm were not, you going through like bowling alley ashtrays and, and grabbing the butts? And no, just friends, moms. Everybody seemed to smoke, it seemed like, in, in our, like it would just, you see an ashtray and it would just kind of like, take that. Go ahead in. You have no idea. And then all of a sudden, hey, yes, you look got. like you don't want, to do much with your life. He was actually able to charge extra if there's lipstick still on. Yeah, well, I did, yeah. I did sell some lipstick to rap sons of bitches out there. Those were always a tough sell, you know? I, I used to understand how Rick from uh, Pawn Stars would be like, it's gonna sit on the shelf for a while, it's got some dents in it. Depends those, on whose mom's lipstick. Yeah, those li you go oh, to over course. one of your real Italian friends uh, and the mom wears bright red lipstick. I mean, there is a chance that that is gonna diminish the value, but I still was able to get 50 cents a pop. and. Uh, it was good that I got stopped. They wanted to send me to like military no. school. Oh, sig rehab. My mom. Did you, had, my mom. You get suspended, in. didn't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got the whole thing. The, it it was. It was a problem. And I wasn't the best kid. Like this wasn't the first time I was running into some issues in this elementary school. <laughs> Doctor Prescopia hated me. Oh. This fucking guy. <laughs> he, he hated me. I mean, there was a lot of issues. I'm like, sure, rightfully so. Uh yeah. I'd say, that's why I'm scared to have a child. By the way, I was leading revolts out of classrooms with substitute teachers there i mean it was it was problematic but you can't knock my hustle which is basically what my mom said like seems yeah. like he's pretty smart at least can we not just send him <laughs> away to military is there any way we can get this thing going i was suspended and as I, I got called down to the office never good okay never good patrick mcfee please come down to the office and i'm walking down i turn the corner i see sixth grade girl that gets busted bawling her eyes out oh. sitting there and i'm like oh no. <laughs> 
Did you finish that butt? Oh, no. And then I sat down or whatever. Hope you swallowed it. Didn't no. you think to dump the carton in the, in the trash can before you got there? No, because I, I, they didn't say, Patrick McAfee, come down to the office. You're selling cigarettes. We know it. You know, like, I didn't know what I was getting could called down there. Yeah, it could have right. been numerous yeah. things that had happened there. And then I get down there, I see her, and they're all kind of, then my mom comes up. My mom had to tell that. My mom, she, I appreciate the hell out of her. She went to bat for me in there. They wanted to. I mean, they wanted to kick me the hell out of school. Everything kind of changed after that. I kind of dialed it down, I think. Did I, they ever find the guy who fucking bought the carton of cigarettes? Yeah, yeah I wonder how he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He was buying this butts guy. for the fifth grader. He was, I assume that guy has passed on. Yeah, I'd assume. Plus, <laughs> yeah, out, out of our area, there's a lot of drug usage obviously happening as everywhere. And it's a shame you hear about a new person. I would assume he was potentially a part of that. Or maybe he completely turned his life around and told a priest one day before behind a window. Yeah. Like, Ooh. yeah, I used to sell... Uh, I used to sell cigarettes to a fifth grader or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, Jesus couple. forgives you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry was, he, about was, it. was that guy at least getting money from you? Was he at least making profit on the carton? Um, I forget the exact business or range. I, like, I, I forget how it was. I was paying 25 cents a cigarette, so he was probably making pretty good money. Oh, if yeah. I, if I had uh, you know what I mean? He was probably making good money off this thing. He was just grooming. He was grooming you to be one of his guys and running drugs for him as you got older. I feel like I might have been smarter than that guy, though. He, I mean, he Or something else. He didn't have the plug to... To the uh oh jesus aj, AJ. <laughs> you need to you, you are a scumbag a i don't know what you're talking about oh yeah oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs> honestly yeah. uh, there's a dog coming pal uh we're up nine zip by the way <laughs> I did, not take that, but... did you take the under two? Because that's a solid start there. I didn't put any of them in, and now it's 15 and a half. You've uh, got to be fucking kidding me. This show came on. Still not enough. I had to start doing a show. They're winning by 20. What's the live, what's the live under? Safe. 15 and a half. Let me find it. More wagers. God damn it. It kicked me out of my account. I'm going to have to log back in. I'm going to miss it. Okay. Hey, who's Minnesota's coach? Ty, do you know? Yeah, DJ uh, Fleck. DJ the Fleck. Yeah. yeah. No, Dick Patino. Yep. Okay. Where is, where's Bill Murray's son coaching now? Xavier probably or something. No, he was at Xavier. He That's was. where Bill Murray was rocking with him. He moved Rucker. No, I don't know. Bill Murray's fanhood did get shifted to another team. Changed the hat. Yeah, I do because uh, when Xavier, I picked them to go on a run. They're actually the reason why I went to Vegas. Sweet sixteen, yeah. And I believe Bill Murray's was a fan and a part of that whole thing. What do you have? He's an assistant with Louisville. His first year there. Okay, so he's moved from Xavier to Louisville. How Louisville? They lost. That. So bad to Duke last night. Yeah. Immediately following Evan Foxy telling me that Louisville is going to beat the shit out of Duke. <laughs> this kid stinks, dude. Yeah, what? but Duke had COVID, so that game should not count. Louisville should get the win, and we should keep it moving. Agreed. Those kids had foggy, point. cloudy wow. brains. Yeah. Holy shit. I'd like a refund. Shit. Yeah. Me too. Actually, didn't bet that big on that one as I did the West Virginia one. AJ, I lost. <laughs> A lot of money this morning. Did West Virginia win, or was it you bet the line? What was it? Well, you see, you see the thing is, we, we would have had to get to overtime to cover because we were favored. And uh, we're down three there at the end of the game. And we actually hit a three at the buzzer. But it was after, you see, that the ball was in the hand whenever. Man. This happened while you were live on air for, during, tough, yeah. oh, man. interviewing Jordan Poyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually. And it was on a split screen as it was happening. And you see the TVs down here, obviously. And it was just a full, it was quite a moment. And I had to pull it together because Jordan Poyer was a great guest. Have mm-hmm. you ever met him before? No, I never have. He was a good conversation, man. He, he was unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he liked Chip Kelly or not. I, I, I didn't dive into that conversation enough to find out if he liked him or not. 
I mean, yeah. so, but he said the only th- only thing he did at Oregon, like, so I wonder if he was going to play quarterback. And yeah. then and then Chip was like, yeah, this guy stinks. He was yeah. like, well, he just threw 95. Yeah. He admitted himself. He was like, I couldn't hit the side of a barn because I was pitching nine innings. We'll have him on again. Let's go to Chandler in Maine. What's going on, Chandler? Hey, how we doing on this beautiful uh, Thursday, boys? Hey, not too shabby. Could be better, obviously, if balls start falling in the hoop the right way, with yeah. what we bet on. But, I mean, that'll start happening. It's March, baby. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, so everyone's talking massacre week, and I'm wondering if Billy Fivet up here in New England is just sitting back with $60 million saying, we got him, boys, and you'll see a push for a QB, receivers, everyone being disrespected by being cut right now. That is interesting. The spite, great question, Chandler, a spite revenge tour for Bill Belichick and a bunch of players that got cut would be a wild thing to happen, and everybody would say that's Bill Belichick taking advantage of the situation when nobody else would or whatever. Yeah, but don't you think – I know Kyle Brandt, what did he say? This is Massacre Week was cutting down like the middle class, like the guys that are yeah. really still really good players making whatever they are. What did he say, 2 to 12 or 2 to 10 million or something? Yeah, 2 to 12. Okay, yeah. So that don't you think Bill Belichick, those seems, he seems like the guy that would go grab a bunch of those guys. Not like He's not going to make a splash and pay a dude or you know, give him too much, but he's going to go get and fill in the pieces he needs by those players that are still really good players and get them on a discount. How do you feel about both tackles, veteran tackles that the Chiefs have just being released today? That's wild, especially after the Super Bowl because Patrick was running around, you know. I guess they think they'll be able to replace him. Let's assume they will. I have a lot of faith in Andy Reid being a coach and that whole offense and all that. But after that Super Bowl, the last thing I thought they would be doing is trying to dismantle their offensive line. But this is what happens sometimes when you pay everybody, AJ. They, I mean, they knew... Like, hey, we get, we have to, to make some drastic moves, I guess, if we want to get this thing looking the way we want. But they have to at least feel pretty good about who's on the roster. I don't think you can cut both your tackles if you feel like you at least don't have one solid starter on the, on the team right now. Yeah, it's interesting because you look around the NFL, and there are teams that are going to have to make these moves that went all in. Like, hey, we're going to try to win, we're going to try to win. The Saints are a team that went all in, they're trying to win. They're, they're trying to battle against that right now on the other side. There's a lot of teams that are in trouble, but there are a lot of teams that are sitting pretty looking for a guy who is a man who is going to be a Hall of Famer, a legend, and one of the firmest handshakes walking this planet. Ladies and gentlemen, current free agent, running back, Adrian Peterson. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up, Pat? Hey, Adrian, quick question. Uh, Going into the game against the Vikings, it was your return game after you were injured. You played against the Colts. You were a captain. Place went crazy when you walked out there. I was a captain for the Colts. We did a handshake, and there's this story that you're like this legendary handshaker. I gripped it. I felt it. We got another one in post thing. You broke my hand in half. When did that start? (laughs) Did you just say, like, hey, I'm going to be a firm handshaker? Is that just always how you've been? And the legacy of it is almost more impressive (laughs) than the, the, the entire story here. Uh, you know, I had a lot of practice when I was younger because uh, I had got like eight uncles in total. So at a young age, my dad was like, you you know, you got to have a firm handshake, look a man in his eyes and, you know, make sure you feel the handshake. So from a young age, I've been shaking people's hands like that. Locking them up. I mean, it, I, I, it was my drop hand. I thought I was fucking done. AD. I, I thought it was going to be a bad day, that whole thing. AJ, what do you got? Adrian, what's your plan now? I, mean, I, I know you still obviously look good. You can play. I know you want to continue to play for a long time. Like, Where are you right now in the whole free agent process? You know, um, I'm just doing my part. You know, staying ready, keeping my body in shape. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, that's why I'm probably looking a little tired right now because I just finished working out probably about an hour ago, and it was a grind, man. So I'm just, uh, just doing my part, man, just – 
you know, talked talk to my agent a couple of days ago and I uh, got a couple of calls from, oh, here we uh, go. From, from about two teams right now. So, ho, ho, so, okay. Oh, hey, hey, that's going to be breaking news. That's going to be breaking yeah, news. Yeah. Two teams interested <laughs> in Adrian Peterson via Adrian Peterson. Okay, here we go. Let's keep this going. And you're talking about that workout where you're dead tired here an hour later. You're going to turn 36, I believe, coming up here. But one of the most legendary stories of the NFL is you hurting your knee and then coming back and running for 2,000 on the other side. Is your training, has it always been you just go till failure and everything? Because I remember you back in Oklahoma. It was uh. awesome. Then you got into the league. It was the same thing. Have you just always been a guy that just trains your ass off? And how long do you think you can continue to play this way? Yeah, man, I've always been that way, you know. Um, we had a sign up in my high school weight room that said, um, hard work outdoes talent when talent doesn't work hard. And, you know, at a young age, I knew I had the talent. And from that moment, I was like, I'm going to make sure no one outworks me, you know, and then see what I can, what I'm able to do with this ability that I have. You know, so that's something that I, I've, I've always stayed true to. That's my mindset. And, um, you know, it, it has got me this far and I've been able to accomplish a lot of things with that mindset, you know, so I feel like, you know, how my body feels, I feel like I can do it for, for a long time. You Let's know, go. I look crazy when I say I want to play until I'm 40. But uh, it's like each off season, you know, it's, it's always a reminder when I get around these young guys, these guys that are, you know, uh, going to college guys are that are getting ready for you know the draft um or having the opportunity to 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 uh you know play in the nfl these college guys and i'm, I'm not working these guys i'm faster than these guys i'm still moving you know agility wise better than these guys so <laughs> that has to feel so good and you go into the offseason i assume there is some moments where as a competitor you're like hey this might be the year where they get me and then as you're beating them there has to be a moment where you're like another year these motherfuckers. <laughs> it has to be a pretty cool thing it is man it is the best feeling is when these, these young guys i just catch them kind of looking looking at me sometimes you know just in amaze like how is this cat still you know, <laughs> doing this, man? Like, you know, so that's, I think that's the best part of it. You know, uh, just being around these young guys, it, keep, it keeps inspiring me um, and just chasing greatness, man. That's what it's all about. Hey, did you have any guys like that when you were early on, like in your time in the league that you looked at that were kind of legends? I know, you, I mean, you've played with tons and tons of legends. You played with Brett Favre, you played with everybody. Did you have anyone like that mentored you almost when you came in? Um, Chester Taylor was, was kind of, you know, one of those guys. And, um, uh, I would say Antoine Winfield senior, you know, he was a guy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he was a beast, man. Like so yeah. underrated too. Like I seen that cat make so many plays, man, that I was just like amazed. Like I've still to this day, haven't seen some cornerbacks make some of the plays that this guy made, but just watching how he took care of his body. You know how he prepped before practice every every day. Just the little things that he did, man, really helped me out a lot. I watched Vinatieri for the last five years of my career. Probably he had an hour and a half routine that he went through with that involved, you know, some deep tissue massage, hot mm. tub, then back in there a stretch, a warm up. As you've gotten older, have you had to add more? I assume like everybody's going to be like, oh, Father Time is not affecting all day Adrian Peterson, but has there been anything that you've had to add? Has your has your routine or anything changed as you've gotten older? Have you noticed Father Time doing anything to 
to you or do you feel just as good as you've always felt? Um, the only only thing I really feel is that I, I can't drink as much. It <laughs> 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 recovered the same. The recovery is not the same. No. So, yeah. So that's pretty much the only <laughs> thing that I, that I feel. I've been doing um, Pilates. You know, Pilates is something that I wish I would have got into when, you know, early on as well. But that's something that I do um, a little different to take, you know, some of the pounding off the body. Um, and I've got into boxing also, you know, Ooh. cardio. Yeah. You know, hands right. Hey, are you in the Oculus? <laughs> are what? you? The what? Okay. Listen, this is what yeah. you're gonna, you, we're going to say. No, you've made enough money. You've been in the NFL a long time. <laughs> you get out, you get one of those virtual reality things. Uh, Quest, I think uh, it's called an Oculus or whatever. There's a boxing okay. game on there. It's it's leg- like it's like real. Are you really boxing people? Like you're punching people in the face right and you're getting punched in the face right now? No, not yet. But that will be coming soon. Oh no! Do the virtual reality. There's no punches in the face <laughs> at all. Just do the virtual. <laughs> it's real boxing though. It's awesome. I think you'll enjoy it. Have you? Who's somebody? Now I know you and AJ had plenty of games. Uh, you know him trying to run his massive jaw into your <laughs> massive body and everything. Uh, With the way you played, you always ran so tall, and everybody's like, "Well, he's not going to be able to do it. He's not going to be able to do it." And then you made the the jump to the NFL, and you're, well, he's able to do it. Okay, if you're not Adrian Peterson, you can't run like this or whatever but you were an angry runner i mean just and you used to and still do i didn't watch many detroit lions games last year that's on me I, that's i hope you go to a team that is on tv more but whenever whenever you run is there anybody that you recall that was a massive collision that you can recall or somebody you play against that because i would assume everybody that plays against you they're like fuck i got adrian peterson has there ever been a day where you've thought oh no i got this guy yeah uh patrick willis oh geez. yeah he was he was one of those guys that when we played against each other, you know, I was like, okay, that guy's on the other side. I got to make sure I bring you know bring my bring all my tools today. <laughs> bring all my tools, man. Him and him and Ray Lewis um, were were those two two guys. AJ, hey, what was it like uh, playing for Bob Stoops? I saw he just got hired by Fox. He's taking Urban's gig on their pregame show. How do you think he's going to do on TV? And what's he like? I guess to play for because he seems like. Like a player's guy that wants to have fun, but also holds you accountable. He seems to kind of have the perfect balance. Yeah, you, you, you're dead on with that, man. Uh, it was amazing playing for him. You know, a heck of a, a guy, a good role model, man. And like you said, he's a straight shooter. You know, he's a straight shooter. He expects the best out of his players. And, um, you know, not only on the field, but off the field as well. He always holds you accountable, um, you know, for your actions. But you know, playing under him, man, I learned a lot of lessons, good lessons, and it was an amazing time. I think he'll do a great job. It's going to be good to hear his voice, too. You know, he got that voice. It's just different, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So it's going to be it's gonna be cool to see him on, on the screen and, you know, hearing that voice. Connor? Yeah, AP, you came back from a devastating knee injury with one of the best uh, seasons a running back's had in the NFL. How hard do you think it is for a guy like Dak Prescott uh, to come back after an injury like that? Great question. Um, it's hard, man, but I feel like, you know, uh, the table has been set, you know, and I, the number one ingredient is, you know, having the right mindset. You know, it's, it's, one, of those, it's one of those injuries where – you have to just accept it for what it is and understand that, you know, 
from square one, you have to give it everything you got. You know, of course, being smart and not injuring yourself again, but, you know, because there's a line that you have to, you know, you have to tiptoe. But uh, with technology now and everything that's presented to an athlete, um, you know, he should bounce back and be better than he was before, you know. And, you know, that's one thing that I was telling, you know, OBJ, you know, him and uh-huh. Barkley and and um, the young guy from um, – who tore his ACL defensive end? Um, Bud Dupree. Bosa. 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 Yeah, I, yeah, I was talking to him as well, and I'm telling these guys, man, hey, this is kind of the approach that I took, you know, and some of the things that, that I did – that uh that really helped me out a lot as well. So Dak, I think he'll be fine, man. I think he's surrounded around some some great people. He has the mindset, and um, that's the number one thing. You he'll coming you coming back after that and rushing for two thousand was one of the most hilarious things of all time. There's a lot of conversations like you see them. <laughs> yeah. That guy came back. He just broke every record. He's better than any running back has ever been in the history of the NFL. It was unbelievable to watch, sir. Diggs, what do you have? All right. Adrian, so you did the Lions last year. You were with the Washington football team before that. Um, not great organizations. Are you looking here for free agency? Like, are you going to go with the best offer? Are you going to go with the best team? What are you looking for? Um, you know, I'm looking for a combination of both. You know, um, get somewhere where I can, you know, help a team compete for a championship, uh, you know, make some pretty good money. And, um, you know, so, yeah, you know, and – Washington, you know, the organization there was, you know, it, it, it was good. There was some, obviously, some bad apples um, in there, as, you know, as well. I'd say. Um, but it was a lot of talent there, as, as you can see, you know, based on what they did last year, even though the NFC East was terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> it was. There was some talent over there. And Detroit, you know, Detroit, obviously, they have clear, you know, clean house, and they're, they're starting fresh as well um bringing in some great coaches and um so you know we, we don't I, I don't know you know we, we'll see we'll see what happens but um it'll be a combination of you know making some pretty good money and um you know having a, a chance to compete anytime you have two teams involved that's always good news there was reports because you posted something about tom brady after the super bowl that they were like oh adrian's trying to get down to tampa all day's trying to get down to tampa or whatever leonard Fournette probably going to get paid but have i assume I don't know if you meant to start the frenzy that followed with you trying to get to Tampa Bay. It was awesome probably for you business-wise and everything else-wise. But have you thought about going to a team that is absolutely loaded? Like, okay, Tampa Bay, they're ready to go. Kansas City, now they just lose two tackles, which is a big deal. But have you thought about that at this stage? And especially with the salary cap where it is, has that become something where I know you would like a mixture of both and that, but also with the way the salary cap is, there's a chance that, okay, maybe we go to a team that is absolutely loaded. Has that... Has that been a conversation between you and your representation? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, Tampa Bay would be awesome. Kansas City would be awesome. Uh, Los Angeles Rams would be, you know, <laughs> a good situation as well. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of teams out there. You know, Pittsburgh. Um, they need a running back. Also, hey. you know, yeah, yeah, those teams okay. are all competitive. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, when, when things, when calls start to come in a little more and, you know, ideas starts to bounce around, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens for sure. Well, good and luck. Down, Tampa Bay, would, I feel like Tampa Bay would be the best fit. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. No tax <laughs> down there, but um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they do with um, Leonard. 
you know, you know they got the the young guy down there who who held it down um, as well. But um, Rojo, yeah. yeah, I'm open. I'm open for you know a lot of different opportunities <laughs> that you know involve the team being loaded and a team that has already accomplished what I'm trying to accomplish. Okay, awesome. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Good luck in this whole thing. Excited that you're going to be around for at least another four years, you said. At least another four years. That's good news for everybody. The human, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. humans need a human that can do that. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Adrian Peterson. Thank you. Everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, ain't that right? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Whether it's from a break-in, a fire, flooding, or a medical emergency, Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24-7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, which you do, you also get the best professional monitors in the business. They've got your back day and night ready to send police, fire, or EMTs when you need them most straight to your door. Simply Safe has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every single inch of your home. You can set it up into yourself in about 30 minutes. It's incredibly easy. I am a stooge who knows nothing about this type of stuff. I got my house set up with Simply Safe, more secure and more convenient in under an hour. Yeah. 30 minutes is an accurate take. I think mm-hmm. that's what it will be. You'll get an app on your phone. You'll be able to click in there. It'll monitor anytime there's movement on your cameras. It will record for you. You'll be able to look in there live anytime you have to. And it's all from one click of the button on your smartphone app. It is unbelievable and revolutionizing for the security game. Yeah, it's perfect. We all have have it we all use it we all love it it's very simple i mean it's the best it also catches some moments oh yeah you know there's moments outside mm-hmm. you see moments in the office we catch it is incredible and by the way it's not like bigfoot cameras where it's all blurry or anything like this this is great cameras great functionality great convenience great company to be honest with you simply safe mm-hmm. 1080p right now listeners of this show get a free home security camera Whoa. When you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash McAfee, that's S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash M C A F E E. You also get a 60 day risk free trial, so there's literally nothing to lose. That's here. what I'm talking about. So you get a bonus camera plus a 60 day risk free trial when you go to simplysafe.com slash McAfee, S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash M C A F E E. Free security camera. Let's go. That's simplysafe.com slash McAfee. I'm happy Simply Safe is back in here. I love Simply Safe. They have an incredible product. Let's go ahead and keep it moving with them. A man who does incredible work in the media world, but I fear that people have forgotten what an absolute hellraiser he was as a running back. Three-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, rush leader in the NFL in 2011. Ladies and gentlemen, Maurice Jones. Is it working? It was your side, wasn't it? It was my side. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, we thought we... I apologize. We saw you <laughs> mouth it. It's not our side. And it, literally, what happened over here, I don't know if you know this, a war started with yeah. uh, mm-hmm. whose fault it was. You know what I mean? We... Yeah. I'm, listen, I do football. I do a little bit of media. When it comes to technology, 
I'm off. I need some help. I'm not going to lie. I need some help. The yeah. microphone, I thought it wasn't working. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, I'm a technologically terrible human as well. Uh, that's normally why we have Zito around and the boys. But we're happy to hear you speaking. Hey, let's talk. My initial intro for you was a team that is no longer on the team of like, hey, that team's definitely going to stink list just for this offseason at least, I think, going forward. I don't know how it'll be going forward. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, last year... Everybody was like, they're trying to tank, they're trying to tank. They beat the Colts week one. Joe Dirt solidifies a dub with a pick of Phillip Rivers Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter. I mean, that whole thing. Then they go on to lose every other game. But what this year, it feels like there's a real hope. How do you feel about the Jags? Trevor Lawrence coming in, Urban coming in. It feels like there's a new energy, huh? Oh, there's definitely a new energy, but I always try to temper my expectations, right? Like, let's be honest. When you were on the team, when Peyton Manning got hurt and you guys went 2-12, and it was kind of like, yeah, you luckily got Andrew Luck. A lot of things changed around, and we hope the Jags do that. But at the same time, there's a lot of holes on this team. Defensively, they got a lot of pieces they need to fill. Oh, Offensively, no. on the uh, O-line, they need a new tight end room. And I think Urban and Trent Baalke really laid it out. that There's a, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, but I do – I love the energy. I love what Urban's bringing. A couple of my college and high school buddies are on their staff right now and talk support the D-line coach and Quinton Ganther, one of their assistant running back coaches. So um, some guys that I know are there, and there's a lot of excitement. I just think that you need talent. Like, as, as everyone says, you need talent in the NFL to win, and they, 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 they need to do a great job in the free agency market and the recruiting process. Well, they're going to live on the edge and in, in the, 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 you know, oh, you, you heard it. You heard it, too. I saw your face. You heard it. <laughs> You heard it as well. Let's uh, move out of Jacksonville. Let's go to Las Vegas. The Raiders, another team you played for, seem to be in complete disarray right now. What do they? What's going on over there? Is John Gruden going to have to maybe not be the personnel guy going forward for them? They're in a bad position. Doesn't look like they're getting any better or are going to be able to get better. How do you see this whole thing with uh, Gruden, Mayock, the Raiders playing out? This is the thing, Pat, and you know this. Look, the salary cap really messed them up. You know, they spent a ton of money on some older veterans. John Gruden loves uh, older veterans. He doesn't want to have to coach young guys all the time. He wants some guys to come in and help him coach as well. Those guys didn't pan out, though, right? They didn't didn't perform the way they wanted to, and so you have to break it, tear it down, and try to rebuild it up. But you only have so much time left. I want to say he's, what, five or six years into that 10-year contract, and so – you need to start, you know, getting to the playoffs here pretty soon. You have Darren Waller, who's huge. Derek Carr is playing lights out, but you need a pass rush on the uh, on defense. They don't they don't get a lot of pressure defensively. They don't grow and those you, on Even trees, though you man. have one of the best offensive lines in the game, you had to cut three or four of them already. So you got to try to rebuild those guys up. Uh, I think they're closer to what people think, but it, they're going to have to lean on some younger guys because of the way the salary cap hit. Like you're starting to see a lot of teams cut everyone, right? They're going to have to lean on some of these younger rookies, second and first year, second year guys, third year guys to go out there and produce. And so it comes down to now coaching. Can you coach these guys up to get them ready to go? I hope so because, listen, I've been to Vegas three or four times and I've sat outside that stadium. I can't wait for the Rams to play them so I can go in there and kind of, you know, get the vibe and see the fans. But they need a winner in there in Vegas. And it's going to be important for them to really knock this draft and this free agency uh, the market with the, the way the cap situation is. That stadium's awesome. I feel like it might be filled with a lot of visiting fans trying to yeah. take a trip to mm-hmm. Vegas watching that whole thing. What do you have, Ty? MJD, it's basically been reported uh, that Aaron Jones is likely going to end up in Miami. Do you see that actually happening and him uh, getting a big bag, or do you see a better fit for him somewhere else? Well, I'm surprised Green Bay's letting Aaron Jones go. And no, no disrespect to the other guys there, but 
if you watch the Packers, when they were playing well, he was playing lights out, right? They stumbled against a couple teams. He wasn't playing well. As much as I love Aaron Rodgers, who torched me in college and torched me in the National Football League a bunch of times, he needs a running game. And so for them to let him go and let him get down to Miami, that's going to be crazy. And so I, I, I think – if he does go there, and it's funny you guys bring that up. I was down in Miami training this last offseason because I was trying to get ready for a movie that I didn't get. Um, oh, who got it instead? Who I got know. it instead? I know. Who got huh? it? Who got it instead? I don't know. They just told me it wasn't for me. They they wanted to go with a real actor, which I was like, I don't I don't get it. I mean, like I've been training. Come on, like who's who's a better actor than your boy? But well, I mean, I feel I really feel like nobody in my own mind. I'm like Denzel in his prime. Like, I'm Denzel training day. When and and by it. the way, we'll never know because that asshole yeah. chose somebody else after you trained your ass off. Damn it! I, I lost like 20 pounds down there, but guess who was down there training? Aaron Jones, his brother, his oh, twin brother yeah. Alvin. And so I got a chance to really watch those guys work. Miami. Um, yeah. Wherever he goes, if it's Miami and, and if that's the report, they're going to get a stud. And that's going to help Tua and they're going to need some other pieces there, but... I can see them giving him the bag. I just hope they don't do him the way they did uh, your man, Illinois, right? Give him a bag and then cut him the next year. Like, uh, I'm I don't inter- know if I'm down with that. You I'm interested I mean? to hear how that all played out. That is not cool at all. That does not look good, by the way, for free agents coming. Like, oh, okay, I thought this was supposed to be like a culture build. We're doing this, and then you're kind of stabbing your own guys. But we don't know what happened. We'll find out eventually, hopefully. Miami also, they might be in the Fitzmagic game. Brian Flores came out and said he would not be against a Brian Fitzpatrick or a Ryan Fitzpatrick return to Miami. That Hey, Ryan Fitzmagic and Aaron Jones in the back. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That, those glasses on mm-hmm. Fitz. Oh, with the beard. Oh. And then the chest hair. The chest hair. Oh. The chest hair, right? Like, that's. Well, this is my thing with Fitzpatrick. I think he needs to be there because the way they, they, they used Tua early on, where they would play him, and if they needed Fitzmagic to come in and kind of do it, it worked out for him. Um, I still think that Tua has a lot to learn, and you want him to learn from Fitzpatrick. Like, Who's played more football than Ryan Fitzpatrick? Who played for more teams Nobody. than Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Nobody. So he's seen a lot of football players, a lot of coaches. He has a lot of um, knowledge that he can share with Tua. And you put some weapons around him, all of a sudden you may have a you may have a team that's contending, especially the way the Patriots are. And I know the Bills are like you know the, the hot team now, but you can put some pieces there in Miami and be a contender here in the AFC. And so I think with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and the other guys you have defensively. You get some explosive guys on offense and a guy to tutor, like really tutor and and, and work with Tua, a player. That may that may be the recipe for success down there. Yeah, we'll see. I don't like the Van Noy cut at all. No, mm-hmm. no, we'll see. Doesn't sit well with any of us. Good. It is. We'll ask Jordan Poyer, by the way, next hour about what he thinks about Ryan Fitzmagic versus Tua. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, guy, you know, safety up there at the Bills. What do you have, Connor? Yeah, Maurice, it seems like uh, in today's NFL, if a player has like a problem, it's very easily to voice it uh, and kind of change things. When you were playing, was that something that happened or were people just pissed off all the time? No, I mean, uh, I think with social media guys, like, you can just go on your phone and just say, like, I have a problem with this person. I've never, I wasn't raised that way. If I have a problem with you, I'm going to tell you to your face. A guy that uh, Pat McAfee knows very well, uh, Antoine Bethea is a good friend of mine, and we used to have our battles. And in the offseason, I would tell him, like, I didn't appreciate the way you tackled me or things like that. Or, you know, if I had a problem with the coach, I would go to the coach. If that didn't work, I would express it in the media. But I think nowadays... Guys use Twitter to like show like beef. Like that's not that's never been the way I was. I, like if I have a problem with you, I'm gonna tell you. I'm yeah. not gonna go on Twitter and tell the world that I have a problem with you. And we've seen a lot of that. Um, and it's just you know that's these 
this new age player. That's the new age kids that I, I've coached throughout high school. That's how they deal with their problems. And I think these coaches, the older coaches, um, are going to have to learn to deal with that, right? Because that's kind of what you're coming into. That's what the league is becoming. I just noticed that one of our star players at West Virginia seems to be out for the rest of the game, Culver or forward. I mean, I'm sorry. That was was, what you're talking about, though. Yeah, it's heartbreaker. Yeah, a lot of money being bet on that team right now. The the thought, though, of the Twitter thing where you do that, what also happens is you you find people that agree with you as well, so they empower your opinion. So then it becomes like uh, you almost get more and more. You know, it's good for certain things. It could potentially be bad for building a team uh, in the end. Um, MJD? I can't thank you enough for joining us, Bob. Before I real quick, so how do you feel about Carson Wentz? Because I know yeah. you're Colts country, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like he had the greatest season, right? Like I, I just, <laughs> well, you, I just, I'm just trying to figure this out because I really feel like the Jags. We may be jumping over the Colts next. Oh, oh. Man, you got a lot of holes on that team. Okay, we're the Texans, and we're catching up to the Titans. Yeah, we're jumping oh. over you guys. Uh, okay. right, listen, the Texans are a dumpster fire. We all know that. No question. Okay, so <laughs> and by the way, congrats to Jacksonville for Houston doing that within their own division. By the way, not only the rest of the NFL taking the heat off of Jacksonville in their own division, Houston did that. Good for them. Yeah, a wise man told me that that Jacksonville team has got a lot of holes. Oh, yeah. A wise man told me that not too long ago. So with that being said, Carson Wentz with this offensive line, oh, he's going to remember how to play football. (laughs) He's going to remember. Well, I'll say this. Since you're you're a betting man, how about when the Jags beat the Colts like we did in week one, we'll do it again this year. You just wear a 32 jersey, and if not – I'll wear a McAfee jersey on air. How about that? Okay. Ooh. Mine are going to be tough. I assume yours are much easier to find. I will. I, oh. Yeah, mine are tough to find, dude. They're like. No, I'm in the NFL, man. We just go. We get one made up. It's easy. Oh, yeah. nice to be this, wow. man. Ladies and gentlemen, Maurice Jones. Yeah. Hey, we'll do that for short. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. Ty, you're not a bad show today, huh? Uh, not a bad show at all. And, you know, surprisingly, not that many massacre moments. I mean, before the show started, there was quite a murderer's row going on. Yeah, for sure. It was a serial killer type situation. Yeah, that was this morning. And then during the show, only one person, which is good. Maybe everybody's got everything figured out. There's a lot of teams that are still way over the salary cap. Mm-hmm. I'll be intrigued to see how they restructure contracts to make that work. And we will have more tomorrow on Feel Good Friday with big guest names. Huge slate tomorrow. Hey, Adrian Peterson, first time on. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was awesome. Jordan Poirier, first time on. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. MJD, great to have back. Always. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with a feel-good Friday. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday night of college hoops. Jam-packed action. Hell yeah! See you tomorrow.